1: For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right.
0: One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck.
1: Embracing change
0: creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, we've got something different. Three mini-episodes released all on the same day. The first segment, we'll talk about cross-channel experiences and designing for those experiences. The 2nd we'll be organizing for cross-channel experiences and focusing on how the creative department is structured to design across those experiences. And then third, we'll talk about perfecting email experience through design. Today on the show, I've got John Thies, CEO and co-founder of Email and Asset. Today, we take on email, what it, the design needs to look like. What are the biggest mistakes or misconceptions that companies make, as well as how do we best personalize in today's world? We also have a little fun at the end. I hope you enjoy this conversation with John Thies. Well, John, welcome to the show.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Well, why don't we just start off with you introducing yourself and, and where you work and, and what your company does.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, my name is John Thies. I am the CEO of Email and Acid, and I'm also the CEO of my wife and I started a nonprofit called Cause for Awareness. And that's kind of helping nonprofits with their email marketing. But email and ACID, what we do is we are kind of defined as that pre-deployment email QA process. And what we want to do is ensure that, well, essentially, let me just say this. We want to remove the fear in hitting the send button. That's the ultimate goal because there's always this inherent fear of like, did I do everything right? Is it perfect? Like, does will it render right? Do all my links work? So that's what we want to do. We That's our job is we want to make it so that no one has fear and that they've checked everything, whether that's spelling from grammatical to profanities, all their links go to the proper place, no matter where the subscribers opening it. So we that's that's what we do, or email and acid.
0: I like it. Well, I have to ask, where did the company name come from? Email and acid. <laughs>
1: that's a good question. I get to ask that a lot. So Essentially the way that, you know, the core product that we have is email previews. We show how your email looks in all the email clients and mobile devices. And essentially what that is pretty much kind of like an acid test, you know, kind of like an, in chemistry class where you take something, you put it through filters and see the end result. But really what we're doing here is we're taking an email, sending it to the email client, they're stripping out whatever HTML or CSS or all that stuff that they support or do not. And then whatever's displayed is kind of that under the back end. And so we kind of look at the acid test. And that's kind of the the base of it. And my sister and I started this company nine years ago. We were initially thinking email in acid, kind of a little play on that. And then she suggested email on acid. And I was like, oh my god, that is so perfect. Uh, That fits our personality. So that's that's how we named it email on acid. It's been there ever since.
0: I love it. Love it. Well, so you know, I'm sure very well that email is still one of the most preferred, if not the most preferred medium for customers to communicate with companies that they do business with. Let's talk about email specifically and what's really key in getting email design right
1: these days. So I don't think there's one key. And I'll kind of elaborate. I think there's multiple things. I think it's, I look at design as kind of the experience of how someone engages with that email that you send them out. So I'm not looking at just the design of it, like the image graphics. I'm looking at the whole experience. So what is it like when they receive the email? Like what is a subject line? What's a pre text? And then once they open it, also what's that experience? And I think some of those, like once they open it, there's a lot of things. I think that one of the things that's mostly unutilized right now is white space. I think that a lot of people want to try to cram things into an email and that stuff gets lost. and not to mention, too, if there's a lot in there. And if I try to click on something, am I clicking on the right thing? Am I clicking on the thing that I want to click on? If I don't, that's incredibly frustrating. So, white space is one. So, let elements breathe. And I also look at it from an accessibility standpoint. And that's where you know I've been working a lot with you know email and and with the community and trying to bring awareness to accessibility of emails. And it's something that marketers and designers and developers, we don't think about all the time. And I think that's a huge piece of it is because there's a big population out there that have some form of disability, whether that be visual or physical or even temporary. I remember when I was a kid, my dad was playing softball and he slid in the third base and he broke both of his thumbs. Now, this was way before we had mobile devices. However, like how would he engage with something like a mobile device or a computer without your thumb? It'd be incredibly difficult. So, you might want to, like, he might temporarily be used, like, assistive technology, like a screen reader or something like that, to help him navigate the digital world. And so, that's just something that we need to think about. And that's where I think on the design side, too, is like, how are you developing it? What's the contrast ratio with the text of the background? What's the spacing? You know, what type of code underlying it that are you using on the back end to display that email so that if a screen reader read it, would it read it properly? And those are kind of the things that I look at, you know, from a design, getting design right. It's not only the visual, but it's also the back end. And then how is it going to be interpreted from an assistive device? Or if I have a colorblindness, am I going to be able to see it? Got
0: it. What are some of the biggest mistakes or maybe misconceptions that companies make when, when they're using email?
1: <laughs> well, this, it kind of depends, right? So I think, and I'll have two answers for you. So one, I think when someone's just starting out, they think, oh, email's easy. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, create a page and load it up in Chrome, and I'll send, I'll email it out. Where it's not easy. I mean, that's the world that we live on. The design side is that every email client displays emails differently, and that's a big misconception. Is like, no, it, it's not that easy, right? Like the design of it is very complex because you're dealing with different types of platforms and how they render things and all that type of stuff. But then taking that farther
0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And all that they have to deal with, like, am I spamming? Am I going to go in a spam folder and all this type of stuff? So it's incredibly complicated. And I think the Like from someone starting out, I think those are kind of the big misconceptions. And I think, you know, the bigger mistakes or companies make with email, like as they evolve, I would probably have to go back to kind of the letting white, like letting elements breathe and telling a story too. I think that's a... actually take that one. So I think telling a story where a lot of people, as they get an email, they see the power of it. They see like how much of an impact it's making. However, what they start to tend to do is send a lot of email with no really context and no really relation. They're sending the email just to send it. Hmm. Where I kind of try to tell people, is like, hey, instead of just sending an email, try to tell a story, take the subscriber on a journey. Because we all think about it, like, I don't know if you're a big fan, but Game of Thrones, hmm. I'm a huge fan of that. So every episode, I'm dying for more. And now that we have to wait another year to see the final season is killing me. But if you can do that with your subscribers, not like, you know, like, like kind of pull them on the string and taking them on a journey and taking them on a path of stories that you want to tell them can be an incredibly powerful thing.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, so beyond just knowing the <laughs> subscribers name or what are other ways to personalize email?
1: Man, what there's you- a, of, so there's a ton of stuff. Now that the data that, that people are collecting there's companies out there that will do like personalization based on you know open time optimization when are you most likely to open an email based on your email address and then people are tracking that it's like saying oh okay well let's say john he you know his pattern of opens is between this now there's companies out there that will actually help you send those in real time so it's not you're sending a a big campaign all at once, you're sending it specifically like those campaigns specifically to that person when it's timely for them, which I think is incredibly interesting, right? The fact that people know like habits and we all get in habits. And I also think like, you know, from a retail side, like buying trends, you know, like personalization, like, Hey, you bought this. You might be you. I also like this. Like Amazon does a fantastic job at that. They also do a fantastic job on, you know, checking out like carts, right? So if you add something to your like wish list, they'll email you and say, Hey, this is almost out of stock. Get it now to try to create some of that urgency. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the really like the cool creative things that I'm seeing companies do is not just, you know, geolocation, all that stuff, which is interesting. I mean, it's definitely effective. However, really where you talk about personalization is getting into the individual subscribers habits and their needs. And it's funny cuz you know I'm older, you know I'm like I'm Gen X. However, and I'm not really one to like that where a company knows everything about me. Where I think millennials now they expect that. They expect that because they've been they're just used to it. They expect that a company can talk to them and not and not give them information or give them things that they don't care about. They want to know like hey, like I don't have time. I just want to know the things that you have that are relevant to me. Hmm.
0: It's annoying when it's not personalized. <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> so,
1: and so I think as we start to evolve and market, I think subscribers are kind of pushing us down that path of saying, hey, if you're not personalized to me, if it's not catered to me, I'm not going to engage with it.
0: Nice. Well, thanks for talking to me about email and email design and all the tips and tricks. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more and switch gears a little bit. You know, what advice, if you were to give yourself, your younger self advice, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Oh man, that's such a good question. And I'll take it from the CEO context, Mm -hmm. um, because that's my role. If I give my advice to my younger self, it's really just the culture is incredibly important in the company Mm -hmm. and being very mindful of it. (laughs) <laughs> and start it early. Cause once you start the culture, it's incredibly difficult to go back. So the more diligent that you can be upfront about it and think about it and talk about it and communicate about it better. Cause as you go, like, cause we're going through a cultural sh- change right now and it's incredibly difficult mm. and it's tough because some people don't want to come along. But if you have that, that style and that up front, then people know. So that's right. where I would give my younger self.
0: Okay. Well, and there's so much information coming at us these days. Where do you go for your best source of information?
1: So I'm going to take this outside of work. Mm-hmm. I like, I love Wired Magazine. So I read that a ton. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much cool stuff like astronomy and, you know, tech and all that type of stuff. Cause I'm kind of a, a techie. Yeah. So I, that's where I get most of my information. I also read the news. So whether it's UFCA Today or NBC or Fox or whatever, I'll I'll read the news. But those are my primary sources of information.
0: All right. And last one fun question here is what's one thing you love and one thing you hate or despise if you don't like the word hate?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the one thing I love is my family, my wife and my six-year-old son. I absolutely adore them. I wouldn't be where I'm today without them and without their support. And one thing I despise, I think it, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is dishonesty. That is this one thing that I, I've always been raised to always tell the truth, no matter how painful it is. And when, other, when I see that other people aren't doing that, that just kind of gets under my skin.
0: So. Well, thank you for coming on the show today.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Alan, so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me, with writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?